Hello and welcome to the E or II podcast, whichever you want to call it. Uh, today we're talking about Monkey Ball Adventure and what a great game it is. I'm Carno and uh, life is a ball when you're in one. Hello, I'm Ninja Star and I'm bad to the boon. I'm Pixel Pursuit and I'm the living embodiment of II. Wow, I, knew. I, I am Jeff Compass. Uh, I hate Monkey Ball Adventure. Wow, look at the Straight hot wow. You don't need now you don't even need to hear the rest of this podcast. That's, that's the takeaway. Everyone, uh, thank you for coming out. Well, we just lost half of you shit right there. <laughs> Maybe we should start right, this by set by talking about what we actually like about Super Monkey Ball Adventure. I'm sure this section will be over yeah, quite fast. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like the POW box art. I think that's the best part there's, of the There's things I like about this game. <laughs> So, okay, so I want to, first off, before we get into that, I do want to say the reason we're here is because a lot of us are working on Monkey Ball Adventure-related content. I just got out my 45-minute review. Um, Cardano and Ninja have been working on their own video, and Pixel has done this in the past. Yeah, it must be getting on for a year ago. Or is it more than a year? I don't know, something like that. I did mine a long time ago, so I've probably forgotten a lot about this game that you're going to have to remind me about. <laughs> Oh, no, so there's the... a lot of Monkey Ball Adventure in the air right now, essentially. Exactly. It is It is at the forefront of our minds, except for Pixel. It's more like, you know, kind of it's like there in the halfway of to my the mind. back, you know. It's, it's, a, it's, a distant, <laughs> it's a distant nightmare that he's trying to figure yeah. out we can't. So, um, okay, I guess, I guess if I were to start with something I like about Adventure... You know, I like the concept, I guess. Like, I like Monkey Ball 2 story mode, so... The uh, the idea of expanding that into a full game was very interesting in concept. So, you know, I guess that's that's the best thing I like about Adventure is the concept. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> There's agree a few with things that. I think that that's probably like. its strongest point, really, isn't it? Like the whole like concept around having this like like kind of like open adventure game where you like do missions and stuff but in the universe of Super Monkey Ball, like on paper that sounds like it could work. Uh, it's just the execution. It was a good idea. It was a great idea. I mean, that was my main thesis of my review. Was like this whole game was not doomed. It was a great idea. It was a great concept. Just the execution behind it was just like it, there's a lot of bad games. Like recently, I did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as a review on shovelware, and it was similar to Adventure in some ways because it was like both games tried to do these unique ideas like that didn't work but the difference between adventure was like adventure was a good idea it, it you know charlie and the chocolate factory was doomed from the start but adventure was a great idea and it was just executed poorly like very poorly it was and i wonder how different it would be if it was made by like someone else or if they had more time or something because like I wonder if it was developed internally, if it would have turned out differently. I mean, maybe, but what it you've got to consider... Would. I mean, Super Monkey Ball Adventure was developed by Traveler's Tales, right? Right. right? Yeah. yeah, they're, I mean, they're pretty like good. The they know team. what they're doing. Like, they, they were pretty, like, competent developers, especially during the PS1 era. Um, like, they would, actually made the uh, but... Toy Story 2 game that I literally just did a video on, and that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and like they did, um, I believe Sonic the, Three Blast as well. And I believe while the, the I I recall reading this in an interview, um, it was actually the side team that they handed the Monkey Ball Adventure project off to, 
and meanwhile the main team was making like Lego Star Wars two. Uh, like that makes Ameri- sense over in America, and that and that game actually turned out very well. I I played that as a kid, and that that's a good that's a good game. So you know, there's an alternate universe where the teams are swapped and Legos like die to obscurity, like the <laughs> Lego video games. And Monkey Ball Adventure got like ten sequels. Yeah. It's kind of weird to think, though, isn't it, that when Monkey Ball Adventure came out, like, the whole, like, Super Monkey Ball formula wasn't, like, completely set in stone. So it could have been, like, if this would have been good, like, theoretically, this could have been what Super Monkey Ball became. Like, it might have turned into an adventure series rather than, like, what it is now. That's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, and, like, you know, the, the thing, too, is... I also know that it wasn't completely the team's fault because you know they were on a uh, they were on a strict deadline to you know beat the end of the sixth generation, and like they had to. From what I from what I understand too, there was the communication was not the best at all. So it's like yeah. So as far as the art style, here's like a car commercial or something to base your art style off of. I feel like we no. should start hold off some of these comments till later. <laughs> they they couldn't make this re- they couldn't make this game after Banana Blitz because like Banana Blitz rebooted the entire series. Kind yeah, of, like, basically new designs, new gameplay. Like if you released Banana Blitz first and then Adventure like a year later, it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense. Like you can't do it. That Plus, it's like then you're going from like Wii to you know GameCube and PS2. It just I don't know. It's can't do it yeah. well you know what they so, do yeah. though is um if it was on the wii we should be glad it wasn't on the wii because then they'd just be like shake the remote to roll the ball oh, or geez. something like yeah, that yeah there would definitely be you something know they'd the chance, some waggle they'd have, like some kind of like you actually had to dance <laughs> to like do the chance or something there'd be something <laughs> like that to out the wii balance board yeah. and actually physically do the dance God. speaking of I mean, speaking of the positives like like yeah like that speaking of like how their themes were good like I love the levels. I think the levels are really cool ideas. I don't love the levels themselves. I love the ideas. Like Zootopia, that's an awesome yeah. world. Yeah. I love I love the haunted theme park. I think Fat Cat was a cool branding idea. I think uh, Moonhaven, as painful as it is to play, is an awesome idea. Uh, even like Monkey Tropolis, it's like, that's a cool idea. Like they had good ideas. I love those themes. I even like the music. Carno and I disagree on this. I love the music in Adventure. I think it's fine. I find it incredibly generic, but go on <laughs> so i i don't know i think i think there were good concepts at play here so that's the, you know trying to speak of the positives it wasn't right a bad right idea. no i would agree with that great idea. i would agree with that i like the level theme and especially the theme park one like you say that one really stood out i like the um, monkey tropolis and conger law i like how they put them on like the same map just to show like the the nations constantly you know um at war and like you know one of them is this bustling city and another is just like this falling apart place they're like they're forced to go underground and whatnot like that's a that's a really cool world actually that last one yeah like you can tell that they were really putting a lot of effort into like sort of make the lore of super monkey ball a lot more expanded because like I, i believe they even make a reference to like super monkey ball 2 right at the start right like they mention that they've like dr bad something like that seem to remember yeah yeah, another and thing like, I liked about this game is the the chance system. I think that was well done cool. for the most part. I mean, obviously the chance that they made weren't uh, questionable, but like the actual system, I think makes sense. Like the chant, do the do the boxing glove, like makes yeah. sense. Like oh, you see, you have that. 
It's a nice that, that's a positive I have with this game. Is like, look, like if you look at they, they tried to be like Monkey Ball, right? You have Monkey Boxing Incorporated. You have, um, it's only like one mission, but you have Monkey Racing Incorporated in the main game. Yeah, you like have Monkey Target. Right, yeah. is you have Monkey Target, which is like, yeah, it's in like every world pretty much. So, yeah, like they they looked at the source material, and they tried to make something with it. Did they do a good job? Uh, you know, that's a different uh, debate, <laughs> but. They did, it wasn't like some, like, movie games I've seen where it's like, oh, let's just ignore everything from our source material and just come up with some corporate sicko, like, imagination, Yeah, you know? like, it, does, it so, doesn't yeah, feel, like, inauthentic. Like, it kind of feels like it belongs yeah. in the Super Monkey Ball series, even if it is, like, completely different to any of the others. There's enough of the, like, sort of, like, core, like, things there to make it a part of the overarching series. And I also like how they incorporated, you know, the the traditional levels into like the gameplay. So like, I if anything, I wish there were more of them where, you know, you come across the puzzle gates and you need to, you know, play a certain amount of levels in order to progress. And, you know, the level designs for, for those levels are actually pretty good. You know, they look challenge like mode as a whole is good in that game. Yeah. I'd go far as to say. Yeah, that's definitely the mode I have the most fun with is the challenge mode. But I'm pretty sure that's what IGN actually said, even when they were reviewed. It's like, now there's a store in the entire world, but we just want to play the puzzle stages. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, one of my favorite parts in the game was in, um... Uh, spoiler alert. If you're <laughs> spoiled over a 20-year-old game, it's your fault. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, there's one part where it's, like, in uh, Monkey Tropolis, or I think Congrela, where you get to play, like, ten levels or something in one room. And it's like, that's the most fun I had with the game, was, like... This is, you know, you're playing monkey ball here. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I also like the writing. The writing in this game, like, you know, I've, I, you know, at the first I didn't really like how, like, it, it, you know, juxtaposed, like, this serious story, which I didn't care for, with, like, goofy writing. But, like, some of the jokes in there are genuinely funny looking back on it. Like, you know, I like the, the assistant who's, like, cut in half and, like, the magician can't figure out how to put her together again. I think Zootopia as a whole is just like the best written world that I that we started. I love Zootopia. I love Zootopia and everything besides gameplay, but Zootopia was yeah, it was well done. It's funny. Um, there's even like good animations, like like in in the challenge mode, you see your monkey swaying side to side. In um in some of the cutscenes, there's one where like Gongan just passes out out of nowhere, and I just find that. <laughs> Like, uh, speaking of the animations, I do like in challenge mode, most of, like, the, uh, movement animations, most people are, like, kind of iffy on, but I do like the, like, the weird, like, sliding with, like, the hand. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things as well. Like, in the older Super Monkey Ball games, at times, it doesn't really look like they're in a ball, but with Adventure, you can actually kind of see them interacting with it a little bit more, which was interesting. Adventure, Adventure definitely feels like they're in the most control over their Monkey Ball in the game. If only you were in control of your monkey vault. No, just damn. Talking about the GameCube version. That was basically my review. It was just like, there's these positives. Do they outweigh the negatives? And I think the answer, unfortunately, is yes. No. I agree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there's. I think it's like so close to being fine, but it's just there's too many things that. I view are hard to overcome with this. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely loads of, like, there's loads of annoying things that would have been so easy for them to have fixed, but they just didn't, and it just, like, completely ruins the game. 
Yeah, my, my experience of playing adventure is like, man, I like this. And just the more you play it, you're like, I want to like it so much. And it just slowly like falls apart in front of you. It's if like, you oh. just play, if you just play Jungle Island and like never play the game again, I could honestly believe that you would say the game is fine. Like I, I, I think most of the people online, because I do see people like this, who are like, this game's actually good. I love this game growing up. My, I think they played Jungle Island, a little bit of um, Zootopia, and, and that never was played it, it again. <laughs> I really don't think anyone who got to Moonhaven and played it all the way through would seriously say this is a good game. That's my hot. That's take. like my stance on the game because I didn't play through Moonhaven. I, I tried to. I, I couldn't beat like the first like three missions. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that ever again. Yeah. Yeah, and like Moonhaven just kind of ruined the the entire experience. But like, I've played this game a couple times now. Actually, I played it once a year ago, and then like I played it again. I think around February. And the funny thing about this game is you want to, like Jeff said, you want to like it and you say, oh man, I didn't really enjoy it last time, but you know, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe I'm just exaggerating. Maybe I'll have more fun the second time. And then you play it again the second time and uh, it, it isn't really any better at all. So that that's the saddest part. Like it, it does have serious potential and it just does not really deliver. There's some games out there where you can play them over and over and, like, the game gets better almost. Like, you're like, what? Like, you, you realize more things about it. You enjoy it more because you know what you're doing. Monkey Ball Adventure is unique because I feel like the more you play it, the, like, less good it is. Like, I feel like I've played this game... I've played this game three times in the course of my life, and each time I play it, I am, like, more upset. Yeah, that's kind of why I vowed to, like, not go back to it because I've only played it the one time and yeah. I feel like I kind of respected it in some areas and I don't want to then replay it and, like, just completely hate it. <laughs> I'd rather just keep my memory of it, like, reasonably positive. <laughs> yeah, with, with me, the only time I boot it up any time anymore is just to play the challenge mode, like, once or twice and then never play it ever again. I don't even touch story mode. I'm like, I already know that's a lost cause. I uh, I guess this is like spoilers for my review, I guess. But I, I also said like, you know, I really like how you can unlock stuff in the shop with the bananas you collect and whatnot. And, you know, you have this whole roster of characters by the end and stages and modes. And uh, I was saying it's almost more incentive to actually play the story mode than the actual story itself. So That's true. Yeah, I had I completely like forgotten that. I did about like that. That, that, that is interesting because it was almost like a more in-depth version of the playpoint system from Super Monkey Ball 2 because there was kind of more to unlock. Like you you even unlocked like new levels for like monkey race and stuff in the store. So that was cool. You unlock you unlocked even like NPCs to play as in the mini games. That's a great yeah. idea. I love that. That is like I, I I really wish that was done more almost in like any monkey ball game, which it kind of was in Banana Blit or um in Banana Mania where you unlocked more characters. But um I, that was a great idea. That's something I think they took from Lego games, actually. Like, the Lego games design philosophy. Mm. Because every Lego game I've played, there's, like, a hundred characters you can unlock. Yeah, so they were... True. I think that's what they were kind of going for, if, if I understand. Yeah, and that, that, that turned out well, so... That was cool. I love I love playing as, like, some random NPC... Like, monkey robot in a minute. <laughs> like, the grandpa... The grandpa monkey just flying out of a cannon and blowing up into a box of buildings i love that that was funny i yeah, like that the psp version also is like the the trump cards which were kind of like a cool concept the problem is they're you know only on the psp version and then like there was some level of replayability because they scattered each card between like the four different characters you like actually have to play the story mode multiple times to get them all 
which you know obviously if the game was actually good that would have been a cool feature but as is it's just kind of like yeah. oh that's more I'm of sure a curse. I'm not a fan of that though like i'm not a, i'm not like a fan though of like making you play as a specific character like i think uh mario yeah. 3d land did that too it's like oh if you right. want this stamp then you have to play the stage as luigi it's like, oh, okay, but I don't really want to have to play as Luigi, you know? Yeah, it's kind of, like, artificial. Yeah, it's really frustrating in 3D World. I was playing 3D World over in March. Um, it's really frustrating, like, playing a level. You get in, you see the stamp, you're like, oh, cool, I can't do everything in this level right now. I have to exit. At least there's only a um, few levels like that worse. do that. There aren't many, are there, from what I remember? Yeah. So it's not too yeah. bad. There's only, like, yeah. three... I think there's it's, one it's not a huge deal, but, but yeah. I think it's better. I think in 3D World, what would have been better is if like it's like oh, like you you have to use Luigi's extra jump to get this, or like Peach can only float over here, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, rather than it just being yeah. like a switch. But like this yeah. isn't about 3D. World. That's true. Yeah. All right, getting back into Monkey Ball Adventures. Any more positives with the list? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like the uh, 2D art of, of the characters. I think the the art direction for the 2D stuff is actually pretty good. I agree, except there's also like an equal amount of them that are very like unfinished and rushed. That's especially fair. especially in the PSP version. That I'm sure I've said more positive in my own review, but like I, I've already blocked that on my memory. I guess the last <laughs> one I can think of off the top of my head is that the PS2 version has cross saving with the PSP version, which is cool. And I, I do like, that... um, I do like how, you know, they, they use, like, multiple Brian Matt clips, you know, instead of just using, like, the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That I completely forgot detail. about that. Yeah, that, that was actually that quite fun, good. Because sometimes you'll finish the stage and you'll get, like, a classic, like, gold, and sometimes you get, like, kind of a sarcastic, like, gold. <laughs> or it's sometimes okay. just, like, it's really funny when, like, you're, he's, like, ready, go, or something, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, at the end, he's just, like, gold. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It's even like the junior goal noise, which is my favorite. So that's cool. I think that's it with positives. Anyone else have? Any? I don't think so. I'm I sure think we're kind of like approaching the bottom along, of the barrel with this yeah. stuff. <laughs> you know that. So so to be fair, we came up with about twenty minutes of good things to say. So now let's go on for the. Uh, the two hours of bad things, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, where should we really begin? I guess we should just begin with, there, like... There's too much to begin. I guess it's, I guess we could start with, like, you know, the story, I guess. It's, like, the biggest, you know, it's an adventure game. I'm going to defend the story, because I think that even though the story is obviously rubbish, and it's not really, like, it's not really there for most of the game, it's not really necessary for it to be there. Like, the story is kind of just there as an excuse to make you go through the levels, right? Like... I don't know, I didn't really have that much of a right. problem with the story. Maybe it could have done with, like, a more central bad guy, but other than that, I don't really mind it. I do kind of agree, because, like, there's no real incentive ever lies, which I'm sure we'll get into, but... <laughs> I'm gonna agree with Pixel here. I don't... I mean, I'm just one who doesn't really care about story in games. Like, it doesn't bother me in Sonic that much if there's no story monkey ball I, I honestly just skipped through it like i i did some surface level discussion in my review but it's like i just want to play the game you know like i don't really care too much so therefore i don't think the story bothered me it's dumb right it's probably a dumb story but like does it need to be twilight does it need to be like 
you know, the great American novel. Like, it's it's just a dumb game. No, but on like, my... It doesn't bother me. No, but but to your point, though, they already made a better story in Monkey Ball 2 where it was a side mode. That's true. Like, why did, this, why did they make a good... Like, you know, it didn't take itself seriously. It was a fun side mode. And then they made a game that, expand, that was supposed to expand on the story. It's in the name. And then the story feels very, you know... It feels very generic and like you know it's like oh no let's uh let's base it off of uh real world politics that's a good story you know it's like yeah sure you know and every and every subplot feels anticlimactic. I will say that the story is like very you could very easily ignore the story <laughs> when you're playing. I, this, I pretty much. It's not really like you're not that invested. You're like oh it is a wedding I guess oh it is a prince and princess. I think the thing is with okay. this is the. Super Monkey Ball 2 had a really good story mode because it was like all wacky and stuff and it was like well presented as well with its cutscenes but that's kind of like just a bonus like it that's kind of just one of the things that makes Super Monkey Ball 2 like really really good but it wouldn't have been necessary so yeah although it's amazing that it does have that I don't know you can't really hold that against adventure too much because adventure doesn't really rely on its story too much but that's that's the that's the thing though like yeah i don't think you need to do like a linear like you know a bunch of cutscenes and whatnot necessarily but i feel like for a game that is advertised and it was designed for having a story they should at least have made more of an effort to make it more you know, memorable. Yeah, like, true. I would much rather. There really play is only, Monkey Ball from what I remember, there's story, only like you know? one memorable thing that ever happens in Super Monkey Ball Adventure, right? And that, for me anyway, that was the whole thing with Fat Cat. That's the only thing that I really remember in any detail. I I actually think Zootopia was the biggest letdown for me because the premise was good, and then you climb up the tower, you know, which is an experience in and of itself. Oh God. Um, yeah. And then. <laughs> 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 i i was i remember i was remember i was raging on that every time i have to go through it but you know you reach the you reach the tower and you're building this up and then it's like oh now you turn off the power and then the gates open except no one leaves because they just want the option to leave because joy is something that you should feel in your heart instead of it measured <laughs> by a corporate robot it's like that is the most anticlimactic story i think i've ever seen in, in, in almost any series, you know, so like, I, I that is just one of the subplots. My biggest issue with the story, and Pixel kind of touched on this a few minutes ago, is the lack of like a main antagonist. Listen, I don't care about story in games personally. I'm kind of a rare exception. I really, unless it's like a JRPG or something, I usually I, I'm okay with skipping cutscenes in a game. Like if it's if it's like a Mario or Sonic game, I usually skip cutscenes. If I'm being honest, unless it's like voice acting well yeah so but I, it's I a mario an exception game. To that. but 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 if it's like my biggest issue with the story and adventure was that you get to the end of the game and this is spoilers you'll live it's it's not it, it, listen you can go like just edit the video if you want to be avoided with spoilers <laughs> it's an old ass game though so i hope no one's bothered, if anything we're doing you a favor because the end you don't of the game, to play it <laughs> yeah at the end of the game it's like you you finally reunite the two lands you go back to the main jungle island you do another climbing section you're like okay what's the end of the game gonna be are we gonna have like a boss is it gonna be like something where you have to use all of your chance creatively 
And the end of the game, the final quote unquote boss is you play a game of Simon. Like, he's like, jump on these these panels. It's like red, green, blue, red. And the game literally just ends after that. That is the worst ending to, like, any video game I think I've ever played. Like, it's so, it's so, it's not even bad as a game. It's just, like, so, that's probably the most underwhelming moment in video game You know, history. I think like, that is so underwhelming that I legitimately <laughs> don't even remember doing that. I literally don't remember that part <laughs> of the game. Like, <laughs> I kind of get it to an extent that a boss fight is not easy to do with this engine and game. Like, it's it's hard, right? But, like, they could have done something better than that. I mean, you <laughs> already had the uh, the naysayers. Like, as as much as, you know, I think those that concept could be improved, I think one of those ways was, like, bosses. Like, you know, when you complete the join a, uh, in a world, the naysayers are supposed to be, like, you know the embodiment of sadness or whatever in the world or whatever. So, like, if you're spreading joy, why not have naysayer bosses that, you know, make you use your abilities that you learned, you know? But, like, they just don't do it. They always make you do some underwhelming mission, and it's like, all right, the story's over. That's you know? true. I will say, the ending of the game probably would have been more impactful if you had to do, like, a naysayer boss, and then, like, the final climb up the tree was, like, a, just, like, a little award before, like, the cutscene or something. That yeah, would've... just... That would have been better. It's just, just anything. Like, I don't know. It's, I, like, my idea was, like, a Mario Galaxy type of boss, where it's, like, you use the sticky ball to climb up, like, a giant, you know, object. I remember there was, like, one mission in Galaxy, or, like, I, I guess you could also say Shadow of the Colossus or something like that, which, I, I get it, it's Monkey Ball Adventure, it's nowhere on that budget, but it's just, like, you could have tried. They could have tried to do just about anything else, and it probably would have been better. That's I would have rather had a bad boss... That like was not fun to play than just a game of Simon because it's just like yeah mm, yeah it, I, yeah I would have at least respected the fact that they tried at the end at least a little more yeah it's it is it is really a shame because like you know you you brought up the example of Mario and whatnot for a story in the mini games right but like I kind of view it the same way like if Monkey Ball two did not have to have a story because like Monkey Ball one didn't so like I view it like if if I were playing just a regular Mario game, then, like, yeah, I, I don't really care about the story. But if I'm playing Paper Mario or Mario Luigi, then I expect a bit more of a story. And that's kind of how I feel about adventure. But, like, it's, a, it's, it's as if they just didn't really... It's as if they didn't really try. They're just like, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Moonhaven, there's this place in the sky that you gotta fix or else it will be overrun by monsters or something and they don't even elaborate they're yeah. just like it's all a little bit like yeah, random so isn't like, it it's just things. kind of like they're making it up as they go along and they couldn't be bothered to come up with some sort of like overarching like cohesive story <laughs> exactly yeah, that's true each world has its own unique story premise and it just it doesn't work that well like you're like hard was saying it just doesn't flow and it doesn't feel cohesive at all like in the police, or in the in um, Monkey Tropolis, you're, like, moving up the police ladder. Like, every mission you do, a monkey's like, oh, you, you just moved up to sergeant. I, I don't know the police. Yeah, or, like, chief of police like, by the end. It's like, what is it? Like, it doesn't feel like it has anything to do with any the rest of the game. Like, well, you don't, I feel... It, it just feels like its own place, and it's just weird. 
Well, like, to be fair, I don't think the chief of policing, you know, climbing up that ladder isn't a bad idea because you're earning the trust of Monkeytropolis. And then at the end, you realize, oh, wow, I've been, you know, helping, you know, one side of this war. And now the Congre Law people, I forget what they're called, are, you know, are now in have have their own problems because of the stuff I did for them. So, like, you know, I try, I can see what they were going for. It just, you know, you you can kind of, you can kind of see the story a mile away and it just feels every, it, it's much like the rest of the game. It feels very half-baked, I think is the thing. Yeah. All right, I was gonna, we don't want the story, I was gonna move on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say on a similar note, like, because the story doesn't, like, you know, give you any real motivation another problem the game has is that there's no real like sense of progression most of the time you're just kind of like doing a bunch of missions and it just kind of ends i think there's a there's a little bit of a sense of progression in the way that you learn the new chants that like open up new missions for you to do and the the fact that you unlock new levels as well but yeah i do agree with you that like some of the missions it kind of just feels like you're doing them for the sake of it and it's not really like adding to anything so yeah, I agree with true. you to an extent. I on that on that point, Pixel, like you do, you unlock new chance. This is one of my least favorite things about adventure is that in the middle of the game, you have Monkeytropolis or not? Uh, excuse me, you have Moonhaven and you have um, Zootopia, and you need to like go to each world for a little bit, get chance here, get chance there before you can complete another one. Which, on paper, that's not even really that bad of an idea, and it's not that uncommon in video games. But I feel like it's an issue with adventure because it's like, the whole game is so confusing, mm. and so many of the missions are unclear what you're supposed to do in the first place. I 100% agree. It's it's very, very annoying. Because you, you just come up to you come up to missions, and it doesn't tell you that you need a specific ability to do them. And it just causes this situation where you keep repeating them, thinking like, wait, how am I supposed to do this? And then later on, when you unlock the right. ability, you ju it, just, it just makes you annoyed at it more than anything. Because it just should have given you that information Absolutely, straight yeah. up. Yeah. It doesn't help that the game's in kind of like a non-linear order. So you'll go for like a whole world like uh, Zootopia, for example, because you'll go for Monkey Island. It's pretty linear for the most part. You know, you just keep playing it to, right. get, to like the bell ring and you go back to the king or whatever. But in Zootopia... Like, you just do a bunch of missions. It's like, okay, and then, like, now what? Like, there's no real sense of progression. You actually have to go to Moonhaven. But it's like, how are you supposed to know? Yeah, like, there's no, like, collectible system. There's right. nothing for you to, like, motivate you. It's like, I guess I just did a bunch of missions. And I can't progress, so I guess I'll just go to Moonhaven. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You feel, like, super yeah. lost the entire time you're playing the game. Yeah, I think I actually said in my yeah, Zootopia review is the worst uh, that. that I actually started enjoying the game a lot more when I started using a guide to like know where I was supposed to be going next because if I hadn't have started doing that right. not only would it have taken me so much longer to get through the game but I just wouldn't have been enjoying myself like at all I probably would have stopped to be honest yeah well you know as and and some of the the missions too are just not very good cuz like for example the one I the one I always remember is the roller coaster one where it's like Oh no, you gotta derail Ugh. this roller coaster or whatever. So like you're like, okay, well, I know my boxing gloves, so if I punch off the, the punch the, the roller coaster off the tracks, you know, and and you know, you try that and it doesn't work. 
So they're like, all right, well, maybe I have the scalar ball. I know that. So maybe I can stop right. the, the train that way. And like, it doesn't work. So you try everything you can think of. And like, it just, nothing happens. Well, it turns out you're supposed to go there after you go to Monkey Tropolis and learn the speed ball so you can run into it from behind because that's how physics works. It actually doesn't, but you know. I was actually able to do that without that power-up. That being said, um, Ninja was in a voice call with me that day that I was playing. Yes, I was. Um, and it was the, and I think Ninja can testify, it was the exact same experience. It was like, we were the trying every. We were trying every chant we could think of. And you know why? I think I said this in my review. There's one pivotal moment that determines that as the player. You the roller coaster doesn't start near you. It starts 35 seconds. I timed it. It starts 35 <laughs> seconds away from you. That goes against every instinct you might have as a player because you're like, no way I have to wait 35 seconds. Like no game designer would make me do it. There's something I should be doing. But no, the roller coaster is genuinely 35 seconds out. So I tried going from behind. I tried going with the scalar ball. I tried sticky ball to see if that did anything. No, you you have to just wait 35 seconds and then chase it, which is really bad game design. Yeah, it's it just, just goes against all of your instincts. It's just really poorly conveyed to the player. Like the, I, I don't think the text ever says anything like chase down the train, which would have was. was that's what they should have said. No, it doesn't. Like, it's just okay. like derail the the train. Yeah, it just or something. says derail the train. Says. Like, so it's like, okay, do I hit it from the side? Do I hit it from the front? Do I get a power? Right. Like, they don't say anything. They should have said like, go chase down the roller coaster or something, and then have it like spawn near you, like you said. So you immediately passes by you, and you're like, oh, I gotta go chase that down. Like they don't do that. They do everything <laughs> to make that not clear. Okay, a ahead. game like Grand Theft Auto or something, when they show like the car you're supposed to be chasing or whatever, you know, something like that, it's not just done. As like an, oh, this is cool visually. It's done to tell the player, this is what you're supposed to do. This It gets it in your head. This is exactly what you're supposed to do. But in this in this game, good luck. You're figuring it out all by yourself. They don't give you any hints or advice. And the word I used to describe this game in my review is that it's just, it's unfriendly. Like, it, this game doesn't help out the player at all. Yeah, and there's like there's other things like that as well that's, like, the exact same issue where it's just something that they could have done so easily that would have made your life so much easier. So, like, they could have given you, like, more hints as to what you're actually supposed to be doing. They could have told you what ability you need for certain missions. They could have given you a map. That's another thing. There's no map in the game. Why isn't there a map? Yeah. And what else is there? Like, there's a errors. very loose they map. Like and one of the main things, one of my main issues with the game, if not my biggest issue with the game, is that there's no restart function for any of the missions. So, like, some oh, of the missions yeah. are really, like, going across the map, and if you fail them, you have to go all right. the way back to the NPC to restart the mission. And it's just like, what the hell? Why not just let you restart from where you are? It's ridiculous. There's a, there's a few layers to that, right? Like, on a surface level, if you fall, you really shouldn't even have to end the mission. But let's say, okay, let's say you do fall. Let's say that's what they wanted to do. If you fall, you have to start the mission over. At the very least, they should have respawned you right next to that monkey or given you, like, a, do you want to try again? Because, but let's say they didn't even want to do that. Let's say they want you to go talk to that monkey again. Okay, you fall off, you land in a completely different part of the map, like you're saying. And it's not easy to get back to that monkey, mind you. In Moonhaven, you gotta oh. do, like, a bunch of platforming and a bunch of obstacles to get back to that monkey. So, they they didn't just butcher it on, like, one or two levels. Like, they totally just went all out and just 
making that like the worst experience possible for the player there and that pisses me off moonhaven is moonhaven especially yeah it, it is really bad uh i remember when like you had to uh I remember when, like, you were in that, I think it's called the Undercity or whatever, where it's, like, that big spiral ramp Ugh. with all the obstacles. And then, like, you're doing something at the very top, like, oh, I need to feed the fire beast or whatever it is. And, like, you fall off. And then you start off at the very bottom. And you're just like, oh, come on. And, of course, the skybox, the skybox glitches out while you're falling, too. So that's a very nice attention to detail. <laughs> it's a literally like a minute to get back it, i'm not even like trying to be funny it's literally like a minute if not longer to get back if they yeah that that's like by far moonhaven is like by far the worst level of the game i i think we can all agree yeah, on that I think we all collectively agree on yeah that it's like and the sad thing is it's probably the most it's probably one of the more interesting levels for me as far as you know does like you know potential design go because it's yeah. actually like a monkey ball level. You're in the sky and you're like, you know, on these machines or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, this is kind of like a monkey ball stage, but you're, you know, translated into a world. But like, it was a great idea. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just not that good, especially, which if you don't mind, I'd like to go on a side tangent. The GameCube <laughs> controls are far worse for no reason at all. You're locked to eight directions on the GameCube, which might I add, you know, is the same console that the original games were on and had excellent controls. So now your controls are gimped. You're on this stage that is, you know, very easy to fall off of. And then randomly the camera will just swing around and you'll be going in the completely wrong direction and you'll fall off again. And just like, can they... It's like they're trying to go out of the way to make Moonhaven the worst experience possible. That's true. Uh, we actually tested it, me and Karno did, and the PS2 and PSP version, I think, control very slightly better. On the GameCube version or something like that. That's, it's not that's funny because the reason like, that I reviewed the GameCube version was because I was thinking that the controls would be better after my experience going through Deluxe and then moving on to the GameCube ones. And I didn't want to make that same mistake again, but this time it's the reverse. It's just like they're messing with me. Yeah, the, the, game, the GameCube <laughs> version is actually the worst version of the game as far as content it's an goes. Um, it's an interesting com comparison to say it's like, like that's an issue with I have with this game is that like, Ignoring that, like if you look at the graphics as compare in comparison to the first two games, it looks a lot worse. It, it, I it think really it runs does. fine, but like Monkey Ball Two had progressive scan in like what two thousand two, and this game in two thousand six, nearly you know a year after the Xbox three hundred and sixty, still runs at four eighty i. Which if if Monkey Ball One and Two didn't come out, I think Monkey Ball Adventure would be like okay graphically. But, like, the fact that we have that comparison, I think, and that adventure looks significantly worse was something that was a huge detriment to me as a player because it just made the game feel very cheap to me. Yeah, I think that's you just know? the thing, isn't it? With Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2 were a lot more, like, minimal, weren't they? There weren't as many, like, assets. There wasn't as much going on. So they could really make it look as good as possible. Uh, but with Adventure, yeah, there's a lot more a... to it. So they kind of were a bit, like, I don't know, like, a bit... They couldn't use the hardware to its full potential, I guess. I, I don't even know if it's I, that. I would disagree like with Traveler's that. Tales just didn't... I think I don't even know if it's as much as that or something that's just like Traveler's Tales just didn't know how to do it as well as Sega did. Yeah, that's know? probably I fair. I didn't get that feel down. I also think it was it was definitely because it was ported to the PSP probably too. Mm. But, yeah. um, but, you know, 
I, I compared it because I've played 40 AI games before. Um, Mon uh, not Monkey Ball, um, Star Wars 2, funny enough, which was the game their main team was working on, also ran in 480i. I think it had a progressive scan option, but, you know, by default it runs in 480i, and it looks fine. Um, for some reason, everything's just kind of looks blurry in the game, and, like, I, I say in my script, it's like how in Monkey Ball 1, they had, like, the heat waves in the desert to kind of blur everything a little bit, except that's how the entire game looks. I'm just like, you know, it, it really does make me think that the GameCube version was, like, almost like an afterthought, just like, all right, well, let's put, build this to the PSP and then port it to the GameCube in minimal time, hmm. you know. I think that was definitely the case, just because of how many features just like removed from the GameCube version, and there's also there's a lot of things that are just like blatantly worse. Like how like whenever you take a photo in like the GameCube version, it's like half the resolution. Of the <laughs> it's like two pixels. Why, yeah. why like on on PS2 it's like perfectly fine? I, you can tell it's just like a rush job, pretty much. I think it was done last minute, and I think it was done last minute because they realized if they just released it on PSP, it wasn't going to sell well. Um, they might have looked at, like, on a much smaller scale, they might have looked at, or a larger scale, they might have looked at, like, how the GTA games that they made for the PS2 or PSP did, um, Vice City Stories and Liberty City Stories, they might have saw that it just wasn't as successful as if they put it on a home console. And I think last minute that might have just made them be like, we need to put this on GameCube, we need to put this on PS2. Um, because it, it really feels like they built this for the PSP. It, I would disagree really personally because the PSP version runs like absolute trash on story mode. I feel like it was made for both the PS2 and the PSP would be my favorite. The PSP version to me just looks the best, which is why I say that. Like it looks crisp. That is Frame true. rate's a little bad. A little um, bad. So the reason I feel that way, and plus it has the monkey trumps and stuff. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like PSP version was forefront. Then they were like, let's do a PSD ps2 co-release then they were like oh gamecube sells the best let's put this on gamecube as well and it kind of just got worse with each iteration it might you know? that's probably more likely because i do think even if it started development on psp i think they prioritize ps2 as far as everything goes i almost one, like, would think that ps2 was the first thought because the ps2 has the cranks or whatever and then yeah. they're just like Ugh. all right well let's do the uh psp version and uh, we'll add some extra features since it's PSP, and it'll, you know it'll be an incentive incentive to buy it. And then GameCube was last or something. I think that's the most likely case. That would make the most sense. It is weird though, isn't it? How every single version of that game is quite drastically different. Like you don't really tend to get that with that era of games. Like normally they're all pretty like standard across the board. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's up with that. I think what happened was they made the PS2 version, then they made the PSP version, but then they realized that the PSP version was, like, weird and didn't really run that well, so they added all, like, this exclusive content. And then, obviously, when they made the GameCube version, because it was such a rush job, they had to, like, remove a bunch of stuff that was, like, between the PSP and PS2, like, the like the cross-saving, meaning there's no future II. Then, obviously, they couldn't have, like, the card system game because it was not on the line or anything like that. I suppose, like, the PS2 version would be technically the definitive edition uh i guess because like you know it has the it it has the best graphics you know technically um it has the cranks which is its own drawback but like <laughs> you know it doesn't have the control problems of the gamecube so far as i know and yeah. like you know it still runs decently well so i suppose if i were to recommend you play adventure which i wouldn't anyway but you know if you were to choose one i guess i'd say ps2 which is funny enough because ps2 
2 versions are often the worst versions of most games. I did play it mainly on PS2, so... I will say, like, I know certain graphical effects and stuff are better, too. Like, the Invisible has a bit of, like, a distortion effect to it. Rather than just being, like, translucent. Which, again, is completely backwards to how it was with Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2, where the PS2 version (laughs) was, like, so much worse than the original GameCube versions. It's so weird how they did that. Yeah, that that was weird. I know, like, the PS2 version actually has, like, more facial animations and stuff. Like, the kids will, like, blink during cutscenes, and, like, they'll have, like, like, there's, like, this weird smile face they do sometimes that's, like, more often on the PS2 version. Because I guess yeah. it's, like, it's weird. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll bring up future... Yeah, I mean, later, I, but, yeah. it's not like we're ever going to know about this because it's just, like, no one ever talks about this game. The developers never really talked about this game. It's, like, we can only speculate, really, which is weird. Yeah. Well, there was that uh, Retro Gamer magazine interview that they did, and, like, you know, looking back on it, it even said, like, I think the developer actually said, yeah, this game was almost good. And it's like, well, maybe <laughs> if you gave it, like, six months to a year, maybe it would have been better. I don't but even, even know then, if it would have like... needed that much. Like, literally, some of these fixes that we've talked about, you would have thought that this would have been possible in, like, a month. Like, if the, if this game had been, like, yeah. if they would have been able to have, like, done a patch, this probably would have been fixed to a degree anyway in, like, a month. Yeah. Right, and, and like, think about it. Like we were saying at the start of this review, Banana Blitz was like two months out, three months out. So if there was a world where Banana Blitz like didn't put that type of pressure on them, we might have gotten a really decent, you know, adventure game. I don't think the game would ever be like a 10 out of 10, but like it would certainly be at least like a 7 or an 8. Yeah, you know? literally just with the one option to restart missions, I think it would be so much more like playable than what it is. Just right. with that one thing. That is I true. even, I go so far as to say too, though, that like some of the missions just like, for example, in every world they make you pick up trash. I was like, oh yeah, because that's a good <laughs> mission and use of sticky ball. I you completely know. forgot about like, that. Oh, you can yeah, climb up that. And it's like, like you get mission. sticky ball, you get sticky ball, and you're like, oh cool, I can climb up walls. This is gonna be cool. I can climb up buildings and whatnot, and find different places like no you can go to you know these few select locations with jank physics that have (laughs) you know that are clearly marked so there's no mystery and then the rest of the time you can pick up banana peels in a maze because that's good game design i will argue that the that the picking up bananas in a maze missions are actually not that bad i feel like they make more sense as a monkey ball mission than like the balloon mission we have to grab one balloon yeah one at a time each time, and if you talk there is to the NPC, no for that. if you talk to the NPC at all, you restart the entire mission because of question. Which is <laughs> Thank you very much. Like, right, sorry, it's, 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 it's like but... it's like no, you, you don't talk to them to give him the balloon. You uh, you run into him to give him the balloon. That makes sense. Yeah. There is no excuse for the balloons being one at a time. That was one of the worst <laughs> things. Like. There's no excuse. Like, if you can do all the trash at once, why do you have to go for each balloon? And to add insult to injury, sometimes the balloons are, like, right next to each other. So you have to, like, get that balloon, take a two-minute hike to get back, <laughs> then go to the same exact location just to do that again. There's, like, five like, balloons, what? like, all the way across the entire map. Like, if you could pick up, like, two or three balloons at a time, it would be so much more playable. But they didn't do just that, like, so. it, 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 And, yeah, like, the, the monkey, if you talk to him, 
he's like, are you stupid? And then, like, if you say yes, because, like, that's how you continue any other mission, any other mission in the game is you say, yes, I want to continue, the mission starts over. Like, I feel like they must thinking? have done that as a joke. That must have been a joke. Yeah. <laughs> they must, that, ha- that had to have been some developer just laughing his butt off and just saying, like, just being a complete jerk. And I will say, too, though, that, uh, if I were to think of a good missions, I do like the photography missions, which I, don't, I think Jeff thinks differently. Uh, but you know, I just I want like the, how it's if just the like, mini map wasn't so bad, I think it'd be fine. But it's yeah. just like, oh man, you get to this location in I think it's like three seconds or less, and it's usually some platforming challenge, and it's like, okay, this is this feels like a natural mission in a monkey ball game, you know, as opposed to, again, picking up trash. <laughs> I, st- I still don't mind that mission i really think it's okay yeah. one of the worst things so. that you do in the game that like i've pre- i had forgotten about actually until you mentioned it earlier cardinal like the naysayers right oh. did anybody else get really like stuck with beating some of them because it was just like so unobvious oh, as to what you needed them. to do i got i got yeah. i got so sick of the naysayers i used to like try every single way to get around them like in utopia there's a couple that like completely block you off i would like get hit by them so I'd land, like, at an angle, like, directly right next to them and roll past them instead of actually trying to fight yeah. them. Just... There's the fire-breathing naysayers that, like, you're supposed to defeat them by turning into a wood ball. Get on fire when they spray the fire at you and then hit them with that, which, like, I'm sorry. That doesn't really... I'm not gonna say it's, like, the least... I'm not gonna say it's, like, the most cryptic thing that's ever been in a video game, but, like... That really just doesn't go with your instincts as a player, I no, feel No, because like. you would you would think that using wood ball know. would be weak against fire, if anything, right? Because it would burn the wood. Well, exactly. I'm not sure. Like, I would disagree. Maybe I, maybe I just... I managed to find this out because, you know, just the first use of the wood ball you get is to light yourself on fire to melt ice or whatever. So, like... I didn't mind the fire naysayers. It was the one where like they swallowed you and you have to like yeah. use a scalar ball that I like I didn't get. Yeah, it all. that's that's the one that got me stumped for ages. Yes. That one, I, I hated that. No, I didn't know how to get past that. I I really didn't, and that's just like it's not an obvious. I think both naysayers just really aren't obvious. But to the credit of the game developers, I did read the instruction manual. I think both are explained there, but. Listen, like, as time progresses onwards, people are not going to have the manual as often. I have you know, all like, three nowadays, manuals. You have no excuse. Okay, people, what I'm saying is, like, people <laughs> who buy this game at, like, a garage sale for, like, two cents, or someone who buys it on Amazon disc only, yeah. or just, you know, sometimes <laughs> the game doesn't come with the yeah, manual. Yeah, I think by Some the people, PS2 like, era, they should have gotten past needing to read the manual for stuff. Like, by that point, technology was advanced enough to, like, have all of the story, like, actually in the game, and all of the information in the game. So, yeah, it really should have been in the game. I will object to that, though, because, like, you know... Like, I would disagree because, like, should we really fault the developers for think- saying, oh, in 20 years, someone might not find the manual? They're just like, well, you know, is that really... I-, I don't think that's really fair because by that logic, we should blame the developers of Deluxe for not having it perfectly run on the Xbox 360 for emulation. It's like, oh, this game might not emulate perfectly in the future. We should have planned around that. I, that's I, I don't think that's a similar... I, no, no, no. I, I, I think the core issue is that it doesn't even matter talking about the future. I, I think that it should be obvious in the game itself when it comes out. I, you that's have to a fair critique. Yeah, 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 I get that. You shouldn't have to... I, I, that's just kind of gets... I'm just trying to like bring those up to my point, but like 
that's the point I'm trying to get to is like, it's not, you shouldn't have to rely on that extra step. The NES era, that's, that makes sense. Games barely ran back then. You kind of needed to have a little extra oomph there. And even the N64, even the N64 is just like, oh, this is an entirely new generation of games. We should have manuals to explain how the things work to the player, you know? I think like I think yeah. it was warranted with the N64 and PS1 because that was where like 3D games debuted and also manuals tended yeah. to also explain the story in more detail because obviously cutscenes yeah. weren't like as big of a thing but like I say with the PS2 like yeah. I don't know game design had kind of progressed by that point like we shouldn't need to be relying Late on PS2 a manual era, to explain things Yeah, yeah like let's it's... let's I'd say let's not forget this came out 2 months before the Wii and PS3 released, and the Xbox 360 was already out. It's not like this is early PS, you know, early 60. Yeah, yeah, true. It's like when I play a video game, I want to be able to just have the controller. I want to have the TV, preferably a couch to sit on. But I don't. What I don't want is like having like manuals spread out throughout my floor. Like I just want to be able to. I want to know what to do just by looking at the TV screen. That's how yeah, I felt you, about you it. You shouldn't lock in like integral game mechanics behind, you know like the manual <laughs> it's kind of just yeah. bad game design at that point i do it was agree very on bad that game, i but... think the manual i think it's fair to have the manual give you hints but it shouldn't you know absolutely it, be it, sh- it should be a supplement though exactly it should be something that helps you it shouldn't be like a you must be looking at the manual to figure out these enemies it should be it should be something because at that point why don't you just go on google and like watch a walkthrough you know like if you need extra stuff just <laughs> I don't know. It pissed me off. That's just a side deviation. I didn't talk about that in my review. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's fair. And like, you know, again, it's it's also important to remember this was 2005 too. So like, in a way it's worse because you couldn't just really go on the internet. Like, I guess the best you had was GameFAQs. <laughs> and like, you know, who I I don't know if there's how many uh walkthroughs of Monkey Ball Adventure game facts. Had, that, that's but, what I uh, used to get through the game, actually. <laughs> so at least one exists. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. I was going to get back to the, the whole structure of the game, how it's made. I feel like one thing that could help the game a lot is that there's some kind of like collectible system. I know it's a very generic thing to add to a game, but like when you have like no real driving force like the game has, it would make more sense if, like, you know how you have to get like, a certain amount of completion to be the world or whatever? Like, let's say it was, like, oh, let's say you collected, like, a golden banana or something. Let's say, like, Donkey Kong 64 or whatever. Like, let's say, like, oh, you need X amount of golden bananas to make it to Moonhaven or something. Like, let's say, like, you try warping to Moonhaven. It's like, oh, no, you need this many whatever bananas. Yeah, it's almost like... So the, it's like okay, it, I guess I gotta yeah. go to Utopia It's kind of a situation where that, it like, almost could have had a main collectible. Because, like, you're doing the missions, and it's it just, like, a percentage yeah. increases. But instead of having a percentage, yeah, like, they could have, like, given you, like you say, like, a golden banana or something at the end of every mission. Yeah, like it's like it's begging for a collectible. Yeah, <laughs> like a power star. Or like yeah. what if? Or like what if you had like uh, you added like something like an, a map to a shop, and the map would, or like a, a scroll to a shop where it's like an ancient scroll and it tells you the directions or the chant to get to this world or something. Yeah, you can and that's how you like a, that. You could even pull like a Mario Odyssey and have it be like related to like the wedding ceremony or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, if you beat this naysayer boss at the end of Zootopia, you get, like, I don't know, like a dress or something. <laughs> from, a, from a game design perspective, like, purely game design, 
like in, in Mario Odyssey, right? You get the little moon. It's so satisfying. You get like a little jingle. It just feels really good to collect. Like you could even argue some things like that in Breath of the Wild or other modern games. But like in Adventure, it's really not satisfying to see the joy just go up like three. What? Like you just, I didn't even notice that until this playthrough, to be completely honest. What do we, all not... you get is the auto-saving icon. That's all you get for being a mission. <laughs> so it just feels like you're just kind of like, and that's purely from a game design, like a, I don't know the right word, but like aesthetic perspective maybe just like a you know yeah. quality of life type of thing yeah where it's just like you don't really feel satisfied playing this game you just feel kind of like sad <laughs> you feel just kind of bored more than anything which to me like that is the worst thing a game can be is boring because like that's yeah. kind of the opposite of what a game is supposed to be and monkey ball adventure if it's not frustrating it's boring <laughs> that's yeah, the like worst it's... problem you can make, like, the most Birkin game of all time, but if it's still fun, there will still be plenty of people that will be like, this is actually okay. It's like, when you get Monkey Ball Adventure, like, nobody wants to play it because it's just not interesting. Like, Sonic 06 is so bad that it's it's funny. Like, people play that game all the time. To this day, that game is still played by a ton of people because it's just, like, it's so funny to break that game. It's so funny to, like, do dumb stuff. But, like, Monkey Ball Adventure, it, it's not even, like, good in that way. It's just so bad that it's just, like, not even worth playing. It's kind of the issue. Like, and there's like, no... There's not a lot of value to it besides the challenge mode. And, like, the... the It's it's just stable enough where it's just, you know... It's kind of boring, but it's just not... It's... It has enough problems, for example, the collision to, to annoy you. For example, you know, right. I like when I plan my jumps, I land on a bouncy flower, and it doesn't bounce me enough, and I just fall in the water and die. <laughs> Like, that's that, nice. what's up with that? Yeah, it's almost just a situation you know? where it's not bad enough yeah. to be funny, but it's also just not good enough to be good either. So it's in just, just this yeah. like middle gray area, which is just, like, not where you yeah. want to be, because that's where, like, games just don't get remembered. That's true. Okay, anything right. else we could bring up about the actual game's design? Because I, I think what we should do after that is that we should start bringing up, like, ideas of how to make, like, a, a Venture 2 or something. Well, one thing I want to say is that I absolutely hated those levels where you were using sticky ball and going up like a massive tower or something. Oh, those were like oh, some of the worst levels. I hated that. There's one in the like city level where it's like a maze as well, and just like sometimes yeah, you just run the and have to restart the entire thing, and and you can't just oh. restart from a menu either. You actually have to go to the NPC. So annoying. And not only that, but like. They make you go back later, and it's just like, I have a message for so-and-so. <laughs> and the guy moved to the top of the building, so you have to go through the maze again! Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> come on! It's, it's, it's one of those come situations, on! again, How where I feel like they game. knew it was bad, and they were just messing with you at that point. Like, it's so annoying. Yeah. It's so awful. It's like, you're not, like, the sticky ball stuff is not even a bad idea. Like... Mario Galaxy kind of did this anti-gravity thing a few years later, but, like, you're doing fun stuff. Like, if it was, like, like imagine something big was, like, a monkey ball type of level, almost. Like, you're anti-gravity, but there's, like, bumpers you gotta avoid. And this is assuming, like, you get fair checkpoints. There's, like, bumpers you gotta avoid. There's, like, you're moving kind of fast, right? Like, it wasn't a bad idea, but the way they did it was so awful that it's, like, it's probably one of the worst things I've done in a video game. And I've said that so many times over the years but i mean it like i mean it this time that's so bad i know particularly in the final one there's like a wall that's like they they called it from like the wrong side so you can't like you see through the wall instead of like you know seeing what like the actual oh, wall. Yeah. so you just will just die it's like good job guys <laughs> <laughs> 
It, it's really it's 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 I I don't know what happened in game design. Like my theory is that the testers did not get to that portion. They didn't get to like the sticky ball portions. My te- my theory because I I doubt no one tested this game. Right, there are people who tested it. I'm sure there were. I feel like they played Jungle Island or Zootopia. Even like the even the testers couldn't pull you know, up with no... it. They just gave up. <laughs> because I feel like even I I feel like no tester, no one, no casual player giving their thoughts would sit down and seriously say that part is, of the game is good. There's no way. You're not going to convince me otherwise, unless they were purely concerned about functionality, which is possible. That's true. Actually, I was playing this very bad Rugrats game that's, like, really awful. I found oh, out the game has... I literally fell asleep game... watching him play it. <laughs> that game has 30-plus testers. Think about it. Oh, my I didn't even... God. I don't I'm going to look up how many people tested this game, actually, right now. But, yeah, uh, I guess one thing that I... I heard a lot of complaints about that you haven't really discussed yet is the the noise machine like yeah uh, it completely trans out the that. music too and like Moonhaven is our I'm not Moonhaven um Monkey Tropolis is arguably the best original song in the game and you can't even hear it because they're blasting noises over it even might I add after you uh even after you fix the problem where you complete the world and it's just like, oh, now they're friends again or whatever, they're still playing the noises because this is something across the entire game is that, you know, they didn't bother to change anything in the world after you beat the the plot there. So it's like all the problems are still there. Like I said earlier, Zootopia, you know, it's like, now the gates are open. They very cleverly positioned the camera, might I add, so that you know, you can't see the gates. They're just like, ah, oh, the gates are open, but nobody's leaving because they just want the option. I was like, okay, so you're telling me. So these people have been there for, for you know, weeks at this point, right? And they're like, yeah, I've been on this roller coaster for three weeks now, and, you know, I'm not having fun anymore, but you know what? Now that the gates are open, let me just stay here because I just want the option to leave. And it's like, okay, so you very clearly do not want to empty the park at the end, even though all the missions are done at this point. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. It's funny because, like, you, you hear dialogue, like, they've been on the bumper cars and they've been puking everywhere. But it's like, no, nah, I don't want to leave. <laughs> it's like, exactly. That's just bad <laughs> writing. And the, and the monkey chop is the same problem. It's like, oh, man, we're friends again. But we're still blasting noises and the sun is still chained up. And everything is the same as as it was, even after you finished the plot. Like, this, think, this game is just bad writing. All it changes is that the room opens, I think, that's it. Exactly. I think the, big, I think the sound going off in, um, in Monkey Tropolis is, like, the, the core, like, example. It's the perfect analogy for how this game was, like, developed. Like, they didn't think about how that's freaking annoying to listen to like they just didn't like okay i get what you're going for the world's in chaos people are ears are hurting but you're you have a player playing the game you're not making this game for the people like in the world this is a game that people are gonna sit down and play they didn't think about this from a game design perspective how that would just be freaking annoying and again i wouldn't mind it if it was when you first got there there were noises. I would. But like I I think I think having it for the first mission until you know you you actually go to Conger Law. Once you unlock Conger Law, the sounds should have like shut off or something because like you have you successfully driven them back to their place and like 
you know, now the sounds can turn off. Like, I kind of get it. I kind of get what they're going for. And if, if they actually bothered to turn it off at that point to fit with what was happening in the story, I wouldn't mind. It's just that they didn't. Right. And now you just have this, I never want to go to Monkey Tropolis because like, man, now I just have to mute my TV. Yeah. I, I was thinking about, as this conversation was going on, I was thinking about even more things. Uh, one of them is talking about just the monkey characters in general and how they're like, you know, they have all these people that draw all these like concept arts for these monkeys, you know, it's like, okay, here's like a million monkey characters. And then th when they get to the actual game, because it's so rushed, like half of them are just I, I wearing like a different outfit and like, just totally <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that is weird. They're all I, I, gone, gone or Mimi clones. I think there's a few baby clones somewhere like, in the it, game. It just, it just makes me feel bad. Cause like you see what his concept art and it's like, Oh, that, look, that looks kind of interesting. And you get to like the actual game and it's just like, Oh, it's just, it's just I, I. It makes me wonder what the actual development of this game was like, because I mean, like obviously the Help. developers knew that it was like not finished, right. With all of these like little things, mm. But it makes me wonder, like, did it originally start development as a standard monkey ball game? And that's what the challenge levels are? And, like, the mini-games? Because surely if they started the game working on the story mode, it would have been better than that. And it probably wouldn't have had a challenge mode because they were, like, putting everything into the story mode. Right? Well, I was, I was reading interviews, right? And, like... They originally, um, the, it was actually original. They went to make a, a, a adventure game, and they that's why they commissioned Traveler's Tales to do it because they're like, okay, Traveler's Tales, you've done you've done stuff like this before. You've done spinoff games, so why don't you make this? Right. Um, One detail but, like, I find interesting about that mm -hmm. is that there's actually an unused level in Monkey Ball Two that looks like kind of like a hubboard area. It's like this huge open map. Yeah, so I almost wonder if like they toyed around with the idea for Monkey Ball Two, but they wanted to see it expanded so that they. Then they obviously contacted Traveler's Tales. It's my theory, at least. They contacted the people yeah, who and... did those ball rolling levels in Crash Wrath of Cortex. Which, might I add, funnily enough, is Monkey Ball Adventures was the last time Sega ever worked with Traveler's Tales. So I'd like to think it that was it's the just. Last time, I think. So it's just like, oh man, they made a really four out of ten game. So uh, I guess we aren't working with them anymore. Decade long relationship ended. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did make Sonic R, so that might be, you know, they might not have been in good terms. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sonic and, or I think Sega and, and Traveler's Tales just never had that good of a relationship. Like, I honestly, like, if you look back, there really weren't a ton of great collaborations between these two. You have Sonic 3D Blast, which is, like, fine. Then you have, like, Sonic R, which is, like, below <laughs> average. Like, I feel like these two just were they didn't mesh. I feel like these two companies just never were, like, it's not like Rare and Nintendo, where it's, like, Rare and Nintendo were, like, a match made in heaven. Like, you need these two together. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel like, honestly, it was kind of like a toxic relationship. It's probably the I, think, it's I always think felt it's, like... <laughs> I think I it was more like Traveler's Tales was cheap, so tra you know, Sega decided, yeah. yeah, we'll just use Traveler's Tales. They're like the Walmart option of uh, of game developers. <laughs> it's just funny, because like, the thing about Traveler's Tales is that they're always good at like the technical aspects, but they always like fail at like the actual game design aspects. Like, you see all these games... Like, the Game Hut channel is a very good example. It's like, you have all these things like, oh, they did all this impressive tech with the Genesis, and you play the actual game, and you're like, it's okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're really good at, like, 
game development. They weren't very good at like game design though, which is kind of a shame. And then they decide, and then they found a formula with Star Lego Star Wars or like the Lego games, and that's yeah. all they stuck to. Like, well, I think yeah. we found uh, something we're good at, so I guess we might as well just stick to that forever. They finally made one good game. <laughs> they have not made a non-Lego game in like what, Ten, like thirteen years. I don't blame. Like them I was doing the research for this review. They haven't done a non-Lego game since like 2009. Yeah, I'm lo- like I'm looking at their review. I'm looking at their game catalog now. And uh let me see. The last time they made a non-Lego game was get this uh 21 games ago. <laughs> 21 um, games ago. What was the last game? And uh it was Spy Hunter, which was a car racing game. Oh on ps4 what i want to go well, out on. <laughs> yeah exactly no the worst uh, thing about traveler's then... tales is what they've done to the logo <laughs> like what what's with the new logo <laughs> i hate that. That's, that's, that that's like the biggest downgrade in logo history <laughs> i don't know i didn't time. i i don't maybe just because i i never use played any traveler's tales games before they they change the logo, but I don't mind it personally. I mean, it's not a bad logo. It's just nowhere near as good as the original one. Yeah, I always well, wanted to see remember, a game it's that also actually had Traveler's that character Tales. in it. Like Traveler's Tales should have done a game featuring the guy from the logo. They kind, they kind of did, but it wasn't. Good oh right, so. really? Oh well, they, the they thing, stole my the, idea. The thing too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. The the what thing piece? too is um, Traveler's Tales was bought by TT Games. And TT Games is a subsidiary of Warner Bros. So that new logo was actually the logo of TT Games. Oh, so it doesn't and even Traveler's stand for Traveler's Tales. Tales. Now just what what did it originally team. stand for then? Um, no, that's what what happened was um, Traveler's Traveler's Tales merged with another company. Um, I'm forgetting its name right now. Oh, and then they changed it to uh, TT. Well, yeah. So, so they merged with with some game publisher. They formed TT Games. Traveler's Tales still was a development team under TT Games, and then TT Games is under Warner Bros. So, you know, they're like the tertiary, you know, layer, I guess, of of the company. So they're still around. It's just that when you see TT, it stands for TT Games right. and not traveler's tales right okay but everybody assumes so. that that's what it stands for i guess right definitely because what, that's I what everyone knew, knew them for so yeah because it's always the logo that they use these days so you kind of just assume it, it's very it's kind of confusing so they actually changed it right before sega commissioned them which is kind of funny how much commission stuff sega does for example uh thq did a lot of their ports and it's kind of funny thq you have a 50 50 chance of making a, a quality spin-off at that point um and then they did several traveler's tales obviously i guess if they were like on a budget or something because monkey ball adventure wasn't meant to be like this big game it was supposed to be like a side project that sega of europe was just like oh yeah let's see what happens if we made an adventure game uh traveler's tales make that for us and i suppose you know if you do actually look at it like that it kind of makes the situation a little bit better like because when you think like oh yeah we've got super monkey ball adventure and it's a little bit lame but then we did have the proper super monkey ball game coming out with banana blitz which, in my opinion, is also very, very lame. I think it's even worse than Adventure, actually. 
But uh, yeah, we didn't know that at the time. <laughs> it's it's yeah. pretty funny to think that both of the games end up being horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing to an extent. Not, not really the same thing, but it reminds me of like Secret Rings in 06, like how they split development teams and it's just like yeah, both games kind of just ended up being trash in the end, you yeah. know? I would argue Secret Rings is better, but that doesn't mean it's... I would argue it. all four are bad games. Yeah, at least Secret Wings has like the party mode, which is actually pretty alright, but most people don't remember that. I will say it is a nice touch though that for a side project, Traveler's Tales did add the, the party games and challenge mode to your point, Pixel. Um, I think that was a good addition. I appreciate that. Because they're just like, well, you know, and, and, they, and they didn't just like recycle the same stuff, you know, they made brand new target maps, say... You know, Probably made have, but... they made like arguably the best iteration of Monkey Race. You know, with the new. The only issue with Monkey Race is that the tracks all look the same. They if it do. Wasn't for that, I'd say it's like up there. That, the that's thing is true. with that though is that isn't it a bit weird how like the story mode feels like so unfinished yet they somehow had the time to make a challenge mode and put mini games in there. Like I kind of would have rather it have not have had those things and then polished the main game up. It's kind of weird. Well, yeah, the thing, the thing though, is challenge mode metaphorically could be made in an afternoon, you know, it's... Yeah, you know, I it suppose so, it might not have taken time, that but many It did resources. not take that much, because you just like, alright, we have the puzzle stages, just throw them in a mode back-to-back, throw yeah, in a life system. Yeah, true. You can tell it was an afterthought, though, because they didn't even have extra stages. I don't even think you can... You can game over, but like, there's no there's no punishment for using a continue or anything. It's literally just a marathon mode, and it reuses yeah. the music from Super Monkey Ball Two, right? I'm pretty sure I remember that. Yeah, or Monkey Ball One, one. And two, one and two, yeah. yeah, Monkey Ball One. So you just do all that, boom, new mode. <laughs> so I think it's just another feature that they can add to the back of the box, you know. So yeah like probably and it turns out that that's the best mode effort. of the game so it's probably a good job that they did that in the end <laughs> and then there's monkey trumps which is the best mini game that they ever programmed yeah i don't think like pixel knows about that one yet <laughs> that's the that's the mode that's exclusive that to the psp right yeah, yeah. I, I did like i did read into that but game. i never like properly looked into it because um it does in fact getting all of the like trump cards unlocks future ii right I seem to remember that. Uh, I have no clue what unlocks. I think what unlocks future AI is data transfer. I'm not 100 percent sure because no one knows for sure. But all I know is that I have future AI, and I've never collected all the Trump cards or 100 percent the game. All oh, right. Two ways I've heard they do it. So I did use a cheat code to get all the Trump cards. So maybe that did it. I don't know. I don't know. So is like, there theoretically a way of unlocking future II in the GameCube version? Like is there a way of like using no. Game Shark or anything? It's literally impossible. Like does he not exist in the game's oh, files? I suppose I suppose I future II, you know, they have the model and whatnot in the game still, so Oh, so it is in there. So theoretically it would be possible. Considering the, the unpolished considering how unpolished this game is, I would not be surprised if they have all the files necessary. They just cut the line of code. That yeah, that's what I'm him. thinking. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I, I guess I'll transition into Future Eye. Uh, Future Eye is interesting because, you know, besides just being like a different character to use, uh, it's actually a new game plus mode or story mode. Oh, really? That's yeah, actually quite yeah. cool. Yeah, too bad you can't use it in the GameCube version. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but like you have yeah, all the chants unlocked from the start except the warp chants. Yeah, so you just get just do the entire game in order. 
pretty much. That would make the game a lot better just... if you could do that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it just makes it even more funny. It also makes sense for the character to have, you know, all the chance. Yeah, you know, that is one thing I did like that, like, little bit of lore, how like there's, like, a future version of Ai now, because obviously that's where Baby comes from. I like how they, like, kind of tied that together a little bit. Honestly, I like how, you know, going with the Mysterious Traveler, I like the crazy timeline that the, uh, that, you know, they had from the canonical lore book or whatever from, from A.V., um, I, I really do like, you know, how wacky that story is like, and then Gon Gon and I, I started a successful company that sold prototypes of their balls in the future. I was like, okay, whatever, <laughs> you know, it's cool stuff. It doesn't like do that much for me personally. Like I kind of just don't care, but I can at least respect them for like adding it in. Like it is, it's a nice touch. Um, and I do appreciate them taking something from like the lore aspect. I, I honestly wish there was more of, like, the time travel aspect, because it's, like, it's toyed around with, like, a little bit. It's more toyed around with in the PSP version with the Mysterious Traveler, but, like, it just, like, I don't know, it would be cool if there was more of it, because I don't know if you know that much about the Mysterious Traveler pixel at all, but basically, there's a character in the PSP version of the game, because, of course, it's only in the PSP version, where it's, like, this, like, old guy or whatever that you can see hidden in, like, areas of the map. Like, it's basically supposed to be, like, a post-game award, because you need, like, the hoverball and stuff to get to it. Oh, okay. He literally just like explains the deep lore of the Monkey Ball franchise, basically. Oh right, yeah, I think I remember reading like all of his dialogue on like a some kind of Super Monkey yeah, Ball wiki. wiki page or something. Yeah, just like so, yeah, pages I, I remember and pages that. of just like actual just lore dialogue. Like, oh, Doctor Badboom was actually named this, and he hated Ai Ai and was jealous, so he like grew up and you know whatever. It's just like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to give Super Monkey Ball Adventure some credit, it is the one where we get the most detailed lore out of any of them. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. It's got that going for it. That is true. I will say that, um, that like, you know, I know Ninja was saying, like, what would we do, what would we do to fix this, this game or make a sequel or whatever? Um, you know, they have Bad Boon if they, if they really were to, like, let's just say, because this is all right in the story, right? Bad Boom goes back in time or whatever, and Baby follows him. But then, like, why not have, like, Bad Boon kidnap Baby or whatnot and go through the world causing havoc and ruining everything, and then you have to go back in time and stop him or whatever. That's at least a story that I could get behind, right? So, like... Yeah, like, you play, like, play as Baby or something and just, like... Or, like, you you play as future Ai or something. That'd be cool. I'm going to say that I'm going to go with the devil's advocate kind of maybe negative take here. I, I don't think you could do Monkey Ball Adventure in this day and age. Um, I, I think Monkey Ball has taken too many hits over the years. At the time that Monkey Ball came out, or uh, was Adventure came out, the series was very, very loved. And there was not a lot of bad games. Like, sure, there was, like, Engage and, like, a few crappy mobile games that no one played. But, like, the series was respected at the time. I feel like nowadays Monkey Ball is in this weird state where it, like, has to constantly prove its worth again. And I think if you do something like Adventure again, it, it, you just you just kind of can't. I, I really don't see a way it definitely that you can do does Adventure need, 2. It definitely does need one or two good original games, you know, or original yeah. style games yeah. uh, that that you would need before you could do something like Adventure. But, like, even then, then... That being said... I don't think you could make it, like, an Adventure 2. I think you would need to just make it a different, like, like an Odyssey type of game. Or, like, if you want to do an open-world monkey ball game, it can't be, like, 
anywhere near adventure. I think I think the team can't do that again. I, I think don't they think they would do it, it again though, because like ever yeah. since the rebrand, they pretty much like it's funny because yeah. a Twitter account did actually recently confirm the the uh you know part of the the lore as being canon actually they did they did confirm that on the japanese twitter account like a week ago um which is funny but like even then it's just like they've tried to you know make this series all cute and like the monkeys don't talk and like you know they kind of treat ai as like the baby as of the sega family or whatever where like he's always He's always just being cute and not talking and like all his problems are very trivial. Like, oh no, uh, a cat or whatever stole his banana or whatever, you know? Like, I feel like yeah. they wouldn't even do any serious story in an adventure yeah, today. Yeah, I, I think the thing know? is now, the the, issue, the reason that they would never do anything like that is because they've got the benefit of hindsight. Like, they can see where the series went massively yeah. downhill, like, by having an adventure mode, by having, like, a focus on motion controls and bosses and jumping. And with all of that hindsight, they're just focusing on, like, the core gameplay now, like, by making games that are basically similar to the first two. Right. That's what you have to do. I don't think you could do something so experimental yeah. right now. Which That's is sad. Def- definitely, definitely not right now. I I can see them making like, like a like I can see them doing like a story mode, which is like a world map or something. Yeah, I That's could like, see that. But they definitely wouldn't make it like a you know full one adventure like game. I think that's fine. I think what worries me more about like a sequel is just that Monkey Ball is like so sanitized now. Like they they really don't want. There'd be like anything that isn't just like I don't know. I don't like the new Monkey Ball Dorshing where it's like I don't like the focus on making everything like really like accessible. Like like I like you know like stuff like you know like the options where it's like oh you can slow down the game whatever. But I don't like the stuff like the infinite lives. It's like oh like you can just to... skip a level if you want. You know I don't like that. I don't like like I I hate how they they're trying to like make it not as challenging. And I feel like that might end up going badly in the end if they don't it, like. It, it's kind of like. A new Super Mario Brothers approach at this point. Like, they've made everything simpler. They've changed the designs, so they're, like, kind of boring. It's just, like, they've just made the series kind of... You know, it has that vibe, and I don't think I can describe it very well, but there's a lot of parallels between those two right now. Yeah, it's like, like the more generic they try to make Monkey Ball, like, the worse it's gonna... I feel like they they need to focus the less on that. They need to become more, you know... I feel like they need to focus more on it being like a hardcore challenging series. Yeah, I think like... the, the issue with oh, this, it being oh, so accessible, like in a lot of ways, that's obviously a good thing. But the issue with it is that it just makes it less memorable because like you don't get yeah. stuck on a level and like therefore like remember that level and like it just becomes like iconic like Arthropod. But like if, if yeah. Arthropod was like new and we hadn't played it in the original ones, the the ability to just like skip it completely... Like it would just, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't stand out as an iconic level anymore because everybody would just skip it, it just, and not remember it at all. It would just be like, oh, it's that stage, and then you move on. Like, yeah, I, I think there's players. Um, I remember Arlo did a review, and he said basically, like, I have no motivation to return. Or it was either him or Nathaniel. Vandy. It was, it was all, all these Arlo. YouTubers. It was, it was Arlo. Okay. <laughs> uh, he basically said, I have no motivation to return to this like i'm you know i was glad to get a review code but i have like no motivation to return to this game because it's so it's too easy and it's too accessible and there's no challenge 
Not, we're kind of getting off topic here. We're kind of getting into like, what's the next game overall? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's talking true. adventure. That's true. But it does technically relate because we're getting to the point that you can't do you can't do adventure right now. Yeah. But yeah, like these games do need to be more difficult. Um, that's like what grew the series and started it as an arcade game. And Banana Mania was way too easy. I guess. Sure. I guess what we could do is just like, okay, let's say let's say Sega said we're greenlighting Monkey Ball Adventure Two because apparently they just don't make good decisions ever. But let's say they did that. Let's say, you know what? I hate money. Let's spend money in like Monkey Ball Adventure Two. <laughs> let's Why let's not? just say theoretically then, game. if it was like a similar situation <laughs> to Adventure One, who would they get to develop Adventure Two? It's a good point. I, I mean, feel like at I this suppose... point they would just do it in house these days yeah i'm trying atlas atlas let's go (laughs) i can see it monkey ball rpg (laughs) that'd be sick i'd buy it no that should be a good game though that's not what we're trying to (laughs) Uh, i don't know there aren't really any like companies that do what traveler's tales did like they're they're like licensed games don't really exist anymore like as at least anywhere near the same level that they used to so like I don't yeah. know. There's no like prominent developer that's like in the same place that Traveler's Tales was. It's weird. I suppose you could go to THQ Nordic. Yeah, I suppose they like probably the closest thing. Yeah. There's only like one developer I can think of that still makes the licensed games, and it's like outright games. And that's the only people I think that still make them, like regularly. But I think that's literally because uh, they made that Hotel Transylvania game. But Jim yeah, that's know. the one I'm thinking of <laughs> when I was saying like they don't really exist anymore. Yeah. Like there's that, and there's like there was like a Fast and Furious game or something that came out recently. I don't know Down who made so that. Bad. I don't even know if it's any good. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, there's not many. No. Yeah, but, and that's the and... biggest problem. Well, let's say I'd say THQ Nordic might be the the best you know, company for the job if they were to outsource it. Yeah. I feel know. like they wouldn't outsource it if it was me, but No, they probably wouldn't outsource it now because there's nobody to outsource it to. No. <laughs> Especially because they, they do one game at a time now. Like at the time again we have to remember Banana Blitz was in progression. So like they have really no reason to do that nowadays. They're not gonna be rushing out two monkey ball games in the same year probably ever again. Yeah, yeah. Touch and Roll Adventure and Banana Blitz all came out within a year, remember? <laughs> So they don't really have to outsource it, so they wouldn't. Is I feel, I'd say they that. wouldn't. So I guess, I don't know, what, what, what would you think the game would be like if they made it today? Um, it depends how much they took from the original. If they tried to be like a faithful sequel and took too many... I, I think you would have to just make it... I don't think you could do the same idea as it, if I'm being honest. You would have to make it something more like maybe... I don't know. I, I want to say, like, Odyssey is the best comparison. If, if, if it, I, something like that. If I wanted to have a guess of how they should make it, they should... I feel like instead of it being, like, an open-world game, there would have to be, like, different, like, maybe different islands that are, like, different worlds or something. I feel like it would be, like, a stage-by-stage kind of game. I don't think it would that be, That like might a, work better. Yeah, I can see that. Because, like... Because like, it would make more sense if it's just like, a, you know, like, oh, get to the end of the stage quickly, and it's more of like a... I don't know, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but, like... Like, kind of like Crash like, Bandicoot, like, packet, like, but... You're in a ball. Yeah, yeah. I put like, I put like pack and roll. It'd be like maybe like that or something. Yeah, but like with monkey. Maybe ball. like Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Yeah, 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 something like, like that. that. Those were like open world levels, but they were like in levels. You know. I feel like I feel like that, that would work a lot better for the concept. I feel like trying to make an open world, open world monkey ball game would be way too difficult. You could even you could even do something like Jet Set Radio. I think with monkey ball, and I'm not saying like you do the tricks, but like just an open world that's fun to interact with. You can do like tricks and you know there's ramps and you're defeating like enemies or something and it's just like there's also a score element involved and like 
something like that. Which is funny because the parallel that I drew in my review was to the Tony Hawk games because of how similarly adventure in the Tony Hawk games is structured, but it's just that the Tony Hawk games are actually good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they could do like, you know how every mission is just like talk to a person and like do some task in return? They could do a thing like, let's say there's like a, I've always had this analogy, I don't know why, but let's say like there's like a, a bridge or something. There's like a log like covering the bridge so you can get past. Like so, you then you have to like explore the island to like break two ropes to drop the log or something. Like I don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, like Probably that would be work. good to have some more like interactivity with the world as well. Like you were saying, uh, like nothing really changes in adventure. It'd be nice if you could actually do something. Like if they focus more on like literal puzzle solving, it'd probably be a bit better. Yeah. Than like just go do this task for me, please. Go pick up a bunch of banana peels and come back. It's like okay. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna go back to this. My original answer. I I I don't think there's. I don't think you could do an adventure two at all because I I just it, I don't know. It wasn't a success, and I think hindsight, like Cardinal or Pixel were saying, was like it's just you, you can't you can't do this again. If there's gonna be an adventure two, quote unquote, it's not gonna be anything like adventure. It that is kind of a different game. And if they do do adventure two, I have no pro. I I'm very confused what's going on in that. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what's going on in the headquarters, to be fair. So. Let's, let's not forget, they ported Persona 4 Gold into Steam, then said, oh, we were surprised that people actually bought it. And I, I love just... how, like, I think what I love is that every, like, couple months is always, like, a, Atlas wants to know what games you want to switch. It's like, I wonder. <laughs> I really do. Exactly. Know which game. It, it's kind of becoming the new, like, like it's kind of like a Mother 3 thing where I feel like they know it's a meme and they just, like, don't care. It's kind yeah. of how I see it. I think it'll really happen. It's got to happen, like, reasonably soon, I think. It's a, it's a bunch of money for them. I'm just saying, if they want money, you know, put it on. You're going to sell, like, at least a million copies, probably. But I guess they I don't, don't know. Maybe they don't... I guess they don't want money. That's pretty much the takeaway. Like, you, you guys, uh, that's the freest money I think anyone will ever make. It's just, like, port it, downgrade it a bit, whatever. And there you go. You sold, like, a million copies minimum. But I guess I guess it's not a good idea to them. Like I don't know. <laughs> they, they, sh- they should port Monkey Ball Adventure to Switch. I wonder how many copies it would sell. You know what's funny, and I I, I I don't remember if I talked about this in my review was that there's a poll. There was the poll, and Monkey Ball was like, "Which game do you want to see uh, remastered?" And it's like Monkey Ball One, Monkey Ball Two, Monkey Ball. I think 3D was on there. And then I was like Monkey Ball Adventure. Like no way, you guys, no way in hell you guys. With that, why did they choose <laughs> those specific games? Like that's such a weird uh, like I, I set of games for them to choose. If I had to guess, it's because uh, the Twitter account had like the ways you could submit questions. I always saw questions like you know adventure and stuff. And, like, why are sports. people asking about Super Monkey Ball Adventure? Why why would people do because that? Because it's a great <laughs> game. That's why. <laughs> I really think there's like a there's a part of the fan base again who played like Jungle Island and a little bit of Zootopia have nostalgic memories for the game, and that's pretty much where their experience lies. Or they just, like, it could be as simple as, like, they just have nostalgia for it and never played it as an adult, you know? I think there exists a crowd of that out there. I really do. Because I do see people say good things about this game. But I think they are blinded by nostalgia. I don't think... I think if anyone played this game nowadays, they'd hate it. Like, if anyone's listening this far in, play Monkey... If you like Monkey Ball Adventure... You don't. Play it again (laughs) before you say you like it. You don't. Play it again, please. If you if you swear to us we're crazy and you like this game, I give you a challenge, okay? Play it all the way through in 2022 and, like, leave a comment about what you like about the game. Because I, I don't understand it, all right? I'm going to leave that as a challenge to anyone who wants to, like, do that. 
exactly. I'll wait the, uh, the, the zero comments from anyone that that. <laughs> um, I guess if if I if I were to guess for for what we've seen in Monkey Ball Adventure two, I guess the world map would probably be the most likely thing to do. Like, do you, do you think they would focus more on missions again, or do you think they would focus more on like you know platforming or? I think it would like, be a similar situation be... to the new Kirby, where it was just like a kind of linear level that was a little bit open, yeah. and you just had like hidden like collectibles to find and stuff, maybe. They could theoretically have like areas that have missions, but then you could like separate those with like kind of somewhat lengthy platforming sections. That right. could kind of work, I guess. You know, have it be like a giant island that's like semi-linear. It's like, oh, you gotta like do te- oh, no, like have some kind of like banana collectible or something for like a shop. Like, yeah, let's say yeah. you earn like X amount of bananas, and it's like, oh, you can buy like a jump ability, which is actually there's actually an unused jump in adventure. I don't know if you knew. Yeah, that, how but... weird is it? Yeah, the, like it. Adventure doesn't have a jump, and Banana Blitz does. Like, that that's completely backwards. It should have been the other way around. Adventure should have had the jump, and Banana Blitz should have been made without the jump in mind. Both games would have been the jump feature in the game, it was just not in the full game. I, I, think, I think one other thing, Cardo, you're asking if, there's gonna do, if they would do missions again. I'm going to give another reason they wouldn't. This The mission design philosophy was a thing of its time, I feel like. There's a lot of games around this time that were just straight up like this type of thing, or like maybe the earlier GTAs. Um, Jack 2, this game reminds me of a lot. Um, mm. Pixel talked about like the Tony Hawk games. Like, I feel like these types of games don't really happen anymore. Where it's like, you know, I feel like Monkey Ball Adventure has like a really antiquated design philosophy. I think nowadays people want their like quick fixes where you're just going through a level. Um, you're, you're doing a little platform and you get a collectible maybe. I don't, I don't know if people really would be interested in an idea where, like, you play, you do tasks for people. Like, that's, I just feel like those games aren't as common nowadays, you know? Yeah, and even that's with stuff fair. like the Tony Hawk series, the most recent game is a remake of the ones that didn't have those missions. So it's like, everybody now just wants it to go back to basics. That's because we're at the point where, you know, older people that are nostalgic for those kind of games are like, wow, this is one game design is actually good. Can I play this instead, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure, whatever. And then immediately after, we'll make you work on uh, Call of Duty Warzone forever. But, you know, you wish you made Tony Hawk before that happened. <laughs> I hate that. I so hate that. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, so I feel that's like it, my answer. I just don't think there will ever be a Monkey Ball, 2, a Monkey Ball Adventure 2. And if, it's, if it does exist in name, it will not be anything. It, it may as well not be a sequel, is my prediction i i feel like they're gonna keep making normal monkey ball games until like some i feel like like they're not gonna make like monkey ball like games i feel like forever they have to have some kind of shake up eventually i feel like the it's next super monkey ball that. game they really need to prove that they can actually make an original super monkey ball game to a similar level of yeah. quality to the originals because they've not really ever done that they've never matched the quality of super monkey ball one or two i i think the next big challenge I think the next game, and I've heard that the, the developers want to do some like a new game. I've heard. I, I feel like the next game is going to be the closest we're going to get to Monkey Ball Three. Yeah. The, you know, out, outside of the whole banana crazy uh, controversy, I think this is this is going to be like the closest we get to a Monkey Ball Three. I would kind Will of like good? for the next one know. to be called Super Monkey Ball Three. I think that that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would too, instantly right? tell yeah. you what it was as well. What they got I don't think they call it. They could call it Banana Crazy, just like full meme. Yeah, maybe. They, they always love using banana in the names, 
So I that's feel like the, that's the American. Like that. That's the American branch, though, for some reason, and the European branch. But from what I've heard, European just kind of follows what America does. Unless um, it involves Kirby, then they censor the word. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I meant Sega. Wait, no, no, it was Canvas. It wasn't like. What, what was it? Which one oh, was like? Oh God, I don't remember. It was the Wii U game that they censored the name. It of was the. It was a DS one and a Wii U one. They changed the word curse into... Oh, it was power, wasn't it? Like yeah, power yeah. paintbrush or something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I still like the Yoshi's tilt... Whatever it was called. Universal gravitation. World, universal yeah, gravitation yeah. in, in yeah, that's, the that's UK. I've not heard of that. That's, what what that's was that? Here. What was that from? It was Yoshi's... <laughs> it was Yoshi Tipsy Turvy. And it was Topsy at the Turvy. game... It was a Game Boy game, Boy I believe. Advanced. that had like gy- uh, a gyroscope right. in like the cartridge. And, like, you tilt the game, the GBA, yeah. and, yeah. like, the entire yeah. world will tilt. But, like, in uh, in the PAL regions, they called it Yoshi's Universal Gravitation for some reason. That is so weird. I've <laughs> never know. heard of that game. <laughs> that does sound like a very, like, European It's probably because in America it's called us. Tipsy-Turvy. Topsy-Turvy. Topsy-Turvy. Oh, okay. I was going to say that maybe the reason yeah. was that tipsy is, like, a phrase when you're getting <laughs> drunk, like a, yeah. but it's not even called that, so <laughs> I've got no idea. Topsy-Turvy is a phrase here, drunk. so I don't know why they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Who knows? And then, uh, but, but basically, I remember they were saying, like, you know, in Japan, Banana Mania is called 1 and 2 Remake. Which I don't yeah, think was a bad name. You know, it, it it clearly says what it is. But then America was just like, yeah, but we want to get new people in there, and like we're afraid that if they say it's a remake of one and two, it'll scare them off. So let's call it Banana Mania. It's like, why would one and two remake scare people yeah, off? Yeah, and also I, all I, of I the branding was about how it was a remake of one and two. <laughs> so like, yeah, what, I, if I, they were I, scared I, of that, they probably should have thought of that too. <laughs> I feel like at this point, putting banana in the title scares people off more than anything else would. It does, because there's an inherent like con- uh, thing where your mind is going to be like, oh, banana blitz, like, you know, stuff like that. No. It also doesn't help the fact that, you know, there's banana blitz and banana mania, both with very similar, like, aesthetics. The titles are getting too it. similar. Yeah, the titles are getting too, too similar. It's feeling kind of like New Super Mario Brothers at this point, to make that comparison yeah. again, where it's like New Super Mario Brothers. And then New Super Mario Bros. Wii, and then New Super Mario Bros. 2, and it's like, and then New Super Mario Bros. U, it's like, what the, like, what is happening? I, I will say, I will say, Banana Blitz and Banana Splits is probably the worst example. Yeah. <laughs> At least they're on completely stuff, different yeah. platforms, though. I think that, that, that kind of gets away with it a little bit That's more. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's definitely not a good name, though. Well, Banana Blitz, yeah, like, because Banana Blitz and Banana Mania are, like, all on the same, or the HD remake are all on the same consoles, so. Yeah, that's Well, confusing. remember, too, it was the U.S. that named it Banana Blitz, too, because in Japan it was called, like, Monkey Ball Party Game Pack or something. Like, it was an that, emphasis that, on the on the mini, on the the mini party games. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And so then, sense. then the U.S. renamed it to Banana Blitz. To be so. fair, I think Banana Blitz is a better title. Yeah, I'll give us credit yeah, for that. I think Banana Mania is also a good title, if you want my honest. Yeah, yeah, it's a reference to Sonic Mania. That's the real point of the title. <laughs> I, I'm totally okay with that title. I prefer it over one and two remake just because it sounds better to me. So yeah. Well, now we're off. Now we're really getting off topic. Yeah, we but, always do this. You know, uh, they should make they should make Super Monkey Ball Adventure Two Battle where there's an evil uh, future eye becomes evil. I would like that. Future I I becomes evil, that'd be really funny. (laughs) That'd be a good plot point. It could also still be about time travel. 
I don't know, that could kind of work. <laughs> you know, the moment time travel gets involved in your games, everything becomes much more convoluted, much more, many, many more plot holes, and it just becomes better in every way if you don't take yourself seriously. True. Which is what I want Monkey Ball to do, which is why I'm saying they should do some more between, you know, adventure and, and, uh, and like, you know, the time travel gimmick. Because, like, you know, adventure is arguably at the end of the timeline right now because banana well banana mania i don't know if that's canon or not i don't Um, think it is the the twitter account did did confirm though which is why i'm saying they reconfirmed this the 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 japanese twitter account said that baby is still canonically from the future in banana mania (laughs) so it's like where is that with it on the timeline so anyway, that was a very good and focused discussion on Monkey Ball Adventure. Is there uh, anything else you want to add before we close out? I think we've pretty um, much covered Brandon everything. Future there can't I be I that much more to is... say about this game, surely. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much just going to say bring Future Eye back. That's my entire... Keep uh, yeah, why wasn't he a skin in Banana Mania? That would have been really, really cool. Actually... Like, kind of a deep cut <laughs> reference. I was hoping for that. I actually made a joke on Twitter about it. <laughs> oh, right. Sadly. My, my final thing I want to say is we all have stuff coming out. Pixel already has an adventure review. Cardinal will have one out and like, I, I don't know, soon. I have one out. Um, Johnny eventually one day probably will have one. So go, there's going to be plenty of adventure content to watch. Cardinal, you should make like a playlist or something. Yeah, I can, make, I can make a playlist. Out. So if you and want more adventure talking about, like, there you go. We're going to have uh, a plenty of it soon. So check all that out. All right. And uh, with that, Thanks for watching, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time in about five years when we make episode 13. Indeed. Woo! See ya!